Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa afdul as-salati wa atam wa taslim. Ala Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam ajma'in. Subhanaka la ilmanana illa ma'alamtana inna kanta al-alimul hakeem. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliya al-azim min kitab ar-ra'ala al-salihin li sayyidi imam al-nawi rahimahullahu ta'ala. Wa nafa'ana bi ulumi fi al-darin, ameen, ila anqad, hadith number 47. وعن معاذ بن أنس رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من كظم غيذا وهو قادر على أن ينفذه دعاه الله سبحانه وتعالى على الرؤس الخلائق يوم القيامة حتى يخيره من الهور العين ما شاء رواه أبو داود الترمي وقال حديث حسن وعاذ بن أنس رضي الله عنه narrates that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said one who suppresses his anger despite having the ability to unleash into that, uh, that act upon it. Allah shall summon him on the day of judgment before the entire creation so that he may choose whichever of the wide-eyed maidens he likes. In another narration, that من whoever suppresses their anger, and he has the ability to that let it out and to unleash. Mala Allahu Kalbu Amnan wa Imana. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fill his heart with security and with faith. So this is a hadith in the chapter of Sabah because that when we become angered and we have this laith, which is really like fury, where you're just about to explode. You think about it even in English, the same words that we use for fire is like a raging fire. That's how you refer to that very intense anger, rage, the word fury. And this is what it's like, that fire-like feeling inside where you're just about to explode. And you might be in a situation where you could actually do something. The person might be weaker than you. They might be subordinate to you. And you're able to unleash so our Prophet says, Sallallahu So if you look at both of these words, both the word غيظ has this law letter which indicates this very intense fire-like rage inside, but then even the word qadama also indicates by that Allah there the difficulty of keeping it in. And so if we're not trained properly and our that soul is just ever calling to evil, it very well might be that every time that we get angry, we say what we want to say. We do what it is that we want to do. We lash out or we strike or we do whatever it is that our anger is telling us to do. And keep in mind, anger is like a, a shahwa. It's like a desire in the sense you think that when you actually act upon that anger, you'll get what you want, but then you'll regret it after. And so, man kadama ghaydin, whoever 
that restrains their anger. And this means to just swallow it bitterly. And you just patiently endure that which is in your heart and you take the means to let calm that fire down. Whoever does this, And if he wants, he could have unleashed and done whatever it is that, that he was intending to do. What will happen? There's an immense reward from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in doing so. Allah will summon him on the day of judgment before the entire creation. And then you'll get to choose from the Hurid Ain the one that you want. And the Hurid Ain are the, the wide eyed maidens of paradise that are exceedingly beautiful and in particular have very beautiful eyes. And then Allah Ta'ala will give you a choice. That choose whichever one it is that you want. And then that the other narration indicates to us this other meaning is that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will fill that person's heart with security and iman. And there is a beautiful story where Sayyidina Hussein bin Ali, one time he was making wudu, and he had a servant who would bring him his wudu water. And so that he brought him a pitcher of water that he made wudu from. And then as he was taking the pitcher, he, that lifted it up in a way and he wasn't paying attention, and he, the tip of the kettle hit the tooth of Sayyidina Hussein and it chipped it. And then Sayyidina Hussein looked at the servant and the servant was a person of knowledge. He says, وَالْقَاضِ مِنَ الْغَيْثِ he quoted, the, it's a verse in the Quran, وَالْقَادِ مِنَ الْغَيْثِ He said, قَدْ قَذَمْتُ غَيْثِ I've suppressed my anger. He says, وَالْعَافِينَ عَنَ النَّاسِ It's the next part of the verse. He said, and those who pardon people. He says, قَدْ عَفَوْتُ That I've pardoned you. And he said, وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Allah loves those who show excellence. He says, and اِذْهَبْ فَانْتَ حُرَّ لِوَشِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى He said, go that you're free for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And then he realized that this was someone special, so he says that, then what's my that present going to be for being freed? So still on top of all of that, he's asking for something else. He says, as safe what daraka, you could take my sword and my leather shield. This is the only thing that I have in my house. So this is the way that these people are. So look at the tartib and the order there. First, you have to. Suppress your anger. And there's immense reward, and this is what this hadith is teaching us, in suppressing our anger. And then beyond all of that, we pardon. And then beyond all of that, we're people of ihsan. Quranic standard is very high. And the vast majority of people that we see, that they're just always, that they get angry, they say what they want to say, they do what they want to do. And we tend to regret uh, anger that is unleashed after it is that we unleash that anger. And then the next hadith, hadith 47, 48 rather, says, narrates that a person said to the Messenger of Allah, advise me. He replied, do not get angry. He repeated the request several times, and the Messenger of Allah said, Do not get angry. 
So it's very simple advice, but it's far from simplistic. The reason our Prophet mentioned this, even though he requested advice multiple times, was because of the importance. And the scholars say that there are actually potentially multiple companions that asked the Prophet for advice and was given this answer to la taghdab, to not get angry. And this is because of the nature of anger and what happens when it is that we get angry. And in one of the narrations it says, Inform me of an act that were I to do it, it would enter me into paradise. And don't give me too much so that I can know how it is to implement it. And so that do not become angry. And because once you become angry, is that shaitan has access to you and you're much more susceptible to following his insinuations than you were were you to be in a state of control where you're not angry. And so it's very easy when we become angry to get out of balance and to do something that is blameworthy and to do something that it is that we regret later. And so when our Prophet is saying, do not become angry, he is not saying that anger is not part of the deen. No, anger is part of the deen. And it's an important part of the human experience, but it has to be under the direction of the intellect and the sacred law. It has to be controlled. It has to be in its proper place. And it has to be at the right time, to the right degree, towards the right person, for the right reason. So when you look at all of the various criterion of anger, you start to see that, subhanAllah, I got too angry. Or that I end up punishing both of my kids because I was angry even though I should have only disciplined one of them. Or that it wasn't the right time. You're in public, so you shouldn't that say that to them in public. You should have waited after that. Or you did it in front of people. Or maybe with your spouse even. Uh, in Hakkada. Or for the wrong reason. You got angry for your nafs. And then there's other times where you actually should turn into almost like a lion because something's happening and you didn't actually even get angry. So there's times where we might get in trouble and be punished before Allah Ta'ala and be judged for not becoming angry. And then there's times where we get too angry. So we have to get angry for the right reason at the right time, to the right degree, at the right person, and put everything in its balance. So the Prophet is teaching us the danger of anger, not that we never ever become angry. And um, what we have to, when it comes to these types of things, balance ourselves out by making sure that we're in control first before then we find that true balance of getting angry at the right time. So first you want to have less anger in order that you get balanced, and then once you put everything in its uh, proper place, then that hopefully we get angry only for his sake, which was the anger of our Prophet and he was the most gentle of people. But if any of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hudud and his boundaries were transgressed, he would become angry and no one would be able to stand up to his anger. La yukum because he only became angry for the sake of Allah wa ta'ala. And that in one narration that Imam al Kharaiti narrates, he says that the man asking 
said that I thought about what the Prophet said in detail after he said it. He said, I came to the conclusion is that all evil lies in anger, i.e. uncontrollable anger. May Allah bless us to be able to control our anger and to that believe deeply and to put everything in its proper place and to that be true servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that do what is that wanted of us in every single situation. Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full time, part time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.